Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi everybody and welcome back to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. I'm your host Blake Repine. To start off this week, I really just want to thank everybody once again for your support, your comments. It's been really overwhelming the the positive support that I've gotten since I've started this. It's this be the third uh, real episode, so really three weeks that this has been going on and already well, I would consider it a success. Like I said, again, just very happy and thank you once again. This week, what I'd really like to talk about is culture and organizational culture. And I'd really like your feedback on what you think about it. And if you do have feedback, please feel free to email me at blakerepine at gmail.com or connect with me through LinkedIn and send me a message through there. Again, just search my name, Blake Repine. Or if you are a listener through the Anchor platform, you can leave me a voice message through that platform and I'll be more than happy to have a look at that. But anyway, just to kind of get right into it. So culture, some people might ask, well, what is culture? Culture is, in simple terms, the collective behavior of a group. And of course, this group in this context that we're talking about is the organization, people within the organizations. And you could actually have different cultures within an organization, depending on how large that organization is and how it's siloed. Uh, It could be varied by geographical regions, but typically organizations try to unify the culture of the organization based off things like their mission, vision, values, etc. And another way that they can actually work to unify the culture is through their leadership teams. Are they in alignment? And somebody say, well, how can you, I guess, recognize a good culture and a bad culture? And it's one of those things, uh, without putting a definition to it, you know it when you see it. You can feel it. Uh, And just because, let's say on an individual level, just because you might not fit in with an organization, particularly if it's a new organization that you've never worked for before, doesn't necessarily mean that the culture is bad or good. It just means you don't fit in. So go find another organization where you do fit in. However, a a bad culture, there, there are ways that you can actually identify it. And one of the the things I really like around this area is Patrick Lencioni's uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And I kind of equate this to being a a medical doctor in that in order to diagnose things and treat them, you have to understand what are the signs and symptoms. And Patrick actually kind of sums everything up into five areas uh, when you look at culture and whether or not it's good or bad. And the first one, kind of at the foundation level, is an absence of trust. People aren't uh, really... I guess, willing to put their guard down around their coworkers. People withhold information, um, you know, kind of hold their cards really close because they don't trust their coworkers. And the, the trust within organizations, trust within culture, again, being that foundation element, it is so critical that you have that. And it's critical that you have that, particularly at an executive level. It's critical that you have that if you're on a board, all the board members actually trust each other. Uh, trust their decision-making, trust their judgment, trust that they're doing things in the best interest of the organization. Uh, the next level is fear of conflict. One of the things really that you, you see is whenever someone speaks out you know, in, in the workplace because they're not happy with something, if you listen to why they're speaking out, nearly every time it's because they want to, they, they have the organization's best interests at heart. And they're speaking out because they want to see the team do well. They don't want to see the team fail. They, they want to see the organization and the team be successful. However, 
sometimes you'll see these people, they, they get shot down or they get uh, excluded because, oh, you know, they're, they're rocking the boat, they're a troublemaker, things like that. But I've seen that happen many times. But if you just listen to what they're saying, usually it's for the better good. And as a leader, you need to listen to that. You need to pay attention whenever people are saying things like that, uh, bringing up concerns, uh, because you could have missed something. It's something that, you know, they might have very valid points. And it is would be something that, you know, if you paid attention to it, you could easily overcome an obstacle or, you know, maybe get to be successful a little bit quicker. Who knows? But the next area in the five dysfunction teams, so number three, is that the lack of commitment. Um, this is where you see kind of see people that they're, they're really busy at a lot of things, but they never get anything done. And nobody really knows what anybody else is doing. Nobody really understands where they're headed or how the function that they're doing actually fits into the organization kind of moving ahead as well. There's, there's a lot of ambiguity. People also won't take uh, on board you know, certain tasks or certain projects and things uh, that lack of commitment, which kind of goes into the next one with number four, and that's the avoidance of accountability. You know, without a lack of a commitment or, or without a lack of clear direction moving forward, how can you actually set, for example, key performance indicators and hold people accountable? People need accountability to move things forward. They need to understand, you know, what it is they're working toward, but also they need to understand you know, what's the incentives, either negative or positive. Should they either achieve those accountable accountable um, things or not achieve them. When it comes to accountability, I actually see uh, a lot of people tell me, oh, well, you know, they don't like having the hard conversations to hold people accountable. It's like, well, you need to have that conversation. Why is it so hard to make sure that people are doing their job? It shouldn't be that difficult, but you need to hold people accountable. And then number five is inattention to results. Of course, if, if there's a lack of commitment and a lack of accountability, it's just going to feed through that people aren't going to pay attention to the results. They're really not going to care about them. There's no collective goals. You know, nobody's working in the same direction. So what does it matter at the end of the day? So, yeah, so that's some of the things you need to look out for. When you say, well, culture Who's, who's responsible for culture? You can say, well, everybody is. However, at the end of the day, if you're an executive in that organization, it is 100% your responsibility. I've actually heard a, a CEO once say that they consider themselves the chief cultural officer. And that's exactly right. And, and you have to reinforce I guess, the positive things within your culture or things that support having a positive culture in your organization. If the, if the culture's bad, it's your fault unless you fix it, you know, and that's your responsibility to fix it. You know, if you're a CEO in an organization or senior exec in an organization and the team under you is, let's just say, terrible, then it's up to you to fix that. The majority of your success has an executive actually hinges on how well you build your team and whether or not you build your team with that positive culture. Um, I remember one time, this was probably a couple decades ago, actually, I was a very new supervisor, very junior person still. And there was someone a few levels above me that was incredibly toxic, led through intimidation and threats. And nobody, nobody wanted to work with this person. The turnover was incredibly high. Yeah, retention was just in the gutter. Terrible. And I asked someone who was a level above this person, said, why do you allow this to continue if you know it's bad? And they said, well, they, they get results. And I thought, at what cost do they get results? The results that they were getting were very much those kind of status quo results. Nothing that would ever move the organization forward. Very much just meeting the, the current need. And they would never be able to address any kind of goal or objective to grow the organization or make the organization better because they couldn't keep the right people on board because your good people would leave. I was fortunate enough that I was actually transferred to another area. And I'm not quite sure how that whole, I guess, situation played out. But it, it 
really reminded me recently when I, I listened to a video by Gary V talking about the same thing. He said, fire your top people. If they're toxic, get rid of them. And I agree with that 100%. And as an executive in an organization, you owe it to the rest of your team to get rid of someone who's toxic. If you don't, you're just as bad as they are. You're condoning that. Every day you leave that person in that role, you're actually sending a message across the organization that that is what is acceptable. And oftentimes there's conflict there because you're telling people that is what's acceptable, but then you have values and things like that within your organization that say it's not acceptable. So you need to decide what are you going to do. On a personal level, if you go into an organization, and I guess in relation to culture here, you need to be able to sleep at night. You need to be able to live with yourself. And if you're in an organization where, one, you're not happy because you're being treated poorly, leave. If you're in an organization where you're having to compromise your integrity, and again, that's the part where you're probably not sleeping at night, can't live with yourself, leave. You're not locked in. Just go. You'll feel much better for it. Don't worry about what about my next job? What's my next move? You'll find something. Be confident in yourself. The thing is, at the end of the day, you have to be happy where you're at. And if you're not happy where you're at, then go to where you will be happy. Uh, Again, as an executive or even a board member, culture is incredibly important. And it is up to you and your responsibility to make sure that your organization has the best culture possible, that your people are supported uh, from a board perspective, that your executives are supported and know that they can make changes, to know that they can actually speak up whenever they don't agree with something. Uh, As an executive, like I said, your senior managers or other executives that report to you, they need to have that reassurance and that trust in you that they can talk about whatever it is they feel like they can talk about, that they can be open and transparent with you and that you're going to do the same for them. Uh, Like I said, that goes a long way in building trust. And if you don't have that, then you really need to look at your organization. You need to make a change. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Once again, if you want to contact me, blakerepine at gmail.com or send me a message through LinkedIn, Blake Repine, or leave me a voice message through Anchor or any other platform that you can get a hold of me. Feel free to send me a message. Thank you very much and talk to you next time. 